I'm Lucas. And I'm Julia. We are the European Union Youth Delegates at the United Nations. If you want to know more about what's going on in the world from a UN and EU perspective, listen to thought-provoking talks in our podcast, Who Rules the World? Welcome to this episode of Who Rules the World podcast. In this episode, our guest is one of the Ukrainian Youth Delegates, Kirillo Demchenko. You will get to know more about Kirillo and his activities as the Ukrainian Youth Delegate. He is student of history from Kyiv Mohila Academy, military serviceman of Armed Forces of Ukraine, and before becoming a Youth Delegate of Ukraine to the United Nations, he headed the largest student union of Ukraine. Thank you for coming. Thank you. So, Kirillo, you had an intense week and travel in the US. What did you do? Yes, I had a lot of meetings in uh, Chicago first. Yeah, so I met the uh, Ukrainian community in Chicago. And also I had a lot of meetings with uh, United States uh, foundations and uh, United States investment companies. Uh, small talks about uh, Ukrainian recovery and the role of youth in these processes. Yeah, then I uh, had a great meeting in uh, in uh, Cambridge in Harvard University. So yeah, it was really cool. I made something like small uh, small lecture about the Ukrainian youth during this war, and it, it was really like interesting to share these emotions of um, how how to be a student in trenches or how to continue uh, to teach uh, your students when you are abroad or you are somewhere in shelters or somewhere else. And then I had the next uh, meeting with Ukrainian um, community in Yale University and uh, it also was really cool. Thank you. And we see that your mandate is very busy and you're using it further than just the United Nations. The priorities of Ukrainian youth change within the last two years. How do you adapt to those changes? What activities do you organize and how has the representation of Ukrainian youth changed? First of all, about Ukrainian youth. So, yeah, uh, Ukrainian youth today, uh, like, have a lot of, we have a lot of tasks to, uh, to do to protect our country, to uh, share our narratives uh, through the uh, European and world community. And uh, also we need to help our youth and uh, our armed forces uh, who protect us uh, from uh, Russian full-scale invasion. So uh, right now, uh, Ukrainian uh, civil society youth and Ukrainian youth NGOs diversificate uh, their uh, activities. And right now we are collecting money to, to uh, help our army. We're trying to fix our mental problems uh, because of the war, you know, it's very difficult to compare uh, normal lifestyle and lifestyle of, uh, of uh, war people. It's, it is very uh, broad question, so uh, I must say you that uh, Ukrainian youth got a lot of new skills, soft skills, hard skills, how to survive, how to uh, live in war and how to how to stay human, how to, how to stay human in these circumstances. Yeah, I can talk about it a lot here, but I think that we have uh, different questions. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, we bet that it's really difficult to go through these new challenges that you are experiencing. And regarding the UN, we know that the United Nations has, have been set up after the Second World World and functioning the same since then. 
So you are a youth delegate and being a youth delegate, do you think it's still worth believing in the UN? And how do you feel about the UN work? Uh, I can tell you one uh, funny moment from my mandate. So the, the day before I uh, became a youth delegate from Ukraine, UN celebrated uh, the International Day of Russian Culture and Literature. So I was shocked. So, oh my God, uh, maybe I will have a lot of questions inside my country how to explain Yeah, that, uh, okay, I'm not worker of United Nations bureaucracy. I'm just... Uh, delegate who need to um, communicate with uh, world society yes but uh, talking about UN uh, first of all we need to understand that UN is still the largest and the most important communi um, uh, communication central in the world diplomacy and this is very important for Ukrainian youth to have to uh, okay to provide these communications uh, to achieve some goals and uh, to uh, understand how we can change this mind about the war in Ukraine. Because, uh, yes, for us, for Ukrainians, war is first of all, because you are under the challenge every day. And uh, sometimes it is very difficult to understand that uh, for international uh, society, for world community, uh, war in Ukraine is one just one more war during our history. And uh, that's why sometimes at first we need not to share our emotions, but to understand uh, their ideas, uh, nerves, and uh, problems of uh, other world. And to look for some, uh, yeah, to look for some uh, common problems, to look for uh, common approaches uh, to fix it. And that's why right now we are translating and tr uh, we try to transform our uh, problem in uh, global problems and uh, we try to explain that okay uh, uh, war in Ukraine is first of all not just about uh, Ukrainian uh, youth and uh, Ukrainian uh, nation uh, not just about Ukrainian nation this war is also about the famine in uh, Africa about uh, children kidnapping processes in the uh, whole world about some other very difficult problems in our life and uh, Sometimes, for us, it is more difficult to understand that, yes, okay, for a uh, uh, world outside Ukraine, uh, life didn't stop uh, at, in 24 uh, February of 2022. And uh, that's why uh, this, like, cultural diplomats and uh, youth delegates from Ukraine, they have this very important a mission to connect not just Ukrainian use with uh, international use, but also to uh, share the opinion of uh, international use uh, to the Ukrainian one. And uh, that's why, like, <laughs> sometimes it is very interesting, but sometimes it is very difficult because for us it's always pain uh, be uh, to say to Ukrainians that, guys, yes, for us this is the main problem of our life, but we need to know how to deal with it. Uh, according to international uh, schedule. Uh, Ukraine is very close partner of European Union. And we know Ukrainian youth want to be part of the EU for many years. Uh, they proved their commitment during Euromaidan, where the young people led the protest and were not afraid to face machine guns. Now the youth is proving their resilience by defending their country. Why are you so committed? When we understood that uh, European Union, European uh, family of nations is our home. When we understood that uh, Ukraine is a part of this Central Eastern European family, 
for us, it, it uh, became simple uh, to understand this uh, main direction of, of uh, our way. And that's why in, uh, in some difficult moments when we uh, understood that we have some changes in this direction, we have some interruptions, uh, we tried to protect our main uh, idea and our main direction. And uh, this, our uh, reactive reaction, uh, reaction uh, helped us uh, during the revolution of dignity and Euromaidan and during a lot of times. But uh, sometimes for us it is more important to change this reactive reaction to uh, long-term hard work. Without long-term hard work we will not achieve the membership in the uh, European Union. And also, uh, first time in our life, I think that we will uh, transform our mentality to the uh, long-term hard work, not because we uh, became smarter, <laughs> uh, because uh, right now, without this achievement, we will not win this war. And without the, uh, without the victory in this war, it's impossible to think about, uh, the, future, about, uh, about the future of Ukraine. And uh, that's why uh, right now, this is a question of life and death to transform our mentality, to transform our life approaches. Thank you. Uh, what advice would you give to those around the world who feels that there's no future to fight for? For us, it's simple that without the victory, we have no future. But I think that it must become simple for our partners that without Ukrainian victory, not without Russian victory, not without... Uh, we must to uh, rebuild this question from uh, Russia mustn't, uh, from Ukraine mustn't fall to uh, first to Russia mustn't win and then to uh, Russia must fall and Ukraine must win. And that's why I think that we need to invite our uh, Western partners in this our uh, common victory, in this our global victory. We need to share that uh, this idea that uh, the fall of Ukraine is not just a fall of our nation and of our state. It's a fall of a uh, big uh, Western European and global Western community. And this is the main reason how to advocate Ukrainian interest in, inside European uh, American countries. Uh, because without uh, this example of victory of democracy, without this uh, example of uh, victory of international law, of liberty, of freedom, we cannot talk about uh, security in the future and uh, that's why uh, right now my idea is to explain that you are the main part one of the main part of our victory and you will celebrate this victory with us and uh, if you don't want to celebrate uh, the fight let's make victory thank you Kirillo for staying with us during this episode we really appreciate your um, your answers and, of course, um, you accepting the invitation. So you um, spoke about mental health of youth and your activities that you are organizing for um, help those uh, young people. Can you give us an example of activities that you are organizing for them? First, I must uh, talk. I must say about problems. Yeah, because like the our activities uh, to support them with their mental health it's a result. Uh, of the war, not uh, the main problem. The main problem is that we have a lot of youth uh, who need to study, for example, uh, in trenches, and this is a really big problem, or in shelters, 
um, under the ground in subway or uh, or somewhere else. And uh, the main problem is to explain that or to understand ourselves that uh, okay, yeah, we have this like a normal uh, a normal studentship and a normal part of our life. And uh, for example, me, I uh, wrote my uh, graduate work uh, in not, not in trenches, but in our military base. And yeah, <laughs> it was very interesting, like you know, to explain your commander that uh, sorry, I'm apologize. I need to have uh, one more hour uh, without serving because I need to connect with my uh, yeah with my um, science creator uh, to share uh, to share or my like uh, new part of my uh, thesis or graduate work yeah it was really very funny uh, but I also know a lot of yeah not not, not funny but uh, very unusual and uh, Ukrainian youth now have very unusual emotions inside sometimes uh, good some but uh, also uh, more bad and uh, uh, Right now, main idea is to understand who needs our experience for first, because we can share some really good skills. How to work without electricity, how to live without internet, how to be ready to that tech or, or something else. So we have a lot of, uh, we are always ready for something, uh, no matter what, for what. And uh, I think that this rebuilding of our mentality health, this fixing of our brains, will start with, uh, with an idea that, uh, okay, this is not just our problem, this is also our achievement. And uh, sometimes we need to help Ukrainian uh, young guys and girls to understand that, okay, I had a lot of really bad experience, but right now I need to transform it. Uh, tra transform it in my uh, good soft skills because with this experience with these skills i will work better harder and uh, i will uh, have uh, good results uh, and also it's not just about use so uh, we have a lot of teachers or lecturers from universities uh, who had their classes and lecture uh, lectures uh, in uh, in trenches and uh, yeah so there are a lot of examples examples like uh, those fav uh, famous uh, lecturer from uh, Zakarpatia National University uh, who teached his students from uh, trenches. Yeah, so like, and uh, most of all, uh, for us, uh, it is very difficult when we talk about those who are not alive. Yeah, this is the uh, most difficult part of our current life. But right now, we need uh, during the war right now in real time uh, it is a little bit more simple to be be ready and to uh, stay like in normal life because right now when there is a war you always understand that uh, okay right now it's a problem but not so not soon we will have normal life and uh, etc but it will be very difficult to us to change this lifestyle from a war regime to normal regime and I think that the biggest and the most difficult challenges we will have uh, during the first years of, uh, after uh, after we win and uh, here we will need help once more. Thank you so much for your answer.
Thank you for listening to the Who Rules the World podcast. This was an episode of the Who Rules the World podcast. For the new episodes, tune in to the Spotify or other platforms.